today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the injury list for the St. Louis Blues continues to grow as Robert Bortuzzo finds himself on injured reserve, adding to the extremely extensive list of players that are going to be missing some serious amount of time. Despite that, the Blues are winners of three of their last four games and four of their last six, including a 3 nothing shutout victory in Minnesota in one of their more impressive wins of the season. We're going to be talking about all of that. Brandon Saad's hot play, tonight's game against the Calgary Flames, and more. Should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. This is your first time tuning into the show. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, if you're listening to it, it is free and available on all podcast platforms. And if you're watching it or if you want to watch it, it's completely free on YouTube as well at Lockdown Blues. You can see my beautiful face as well as hearing my questionable takes on the blues. Um, joking aside, though, thanks for making Lockdown Blues part of your daily routine making me part of your first listen. All that good stuff to support lately has been good. Uh, and let's just jump into it. Got a lot to cover today. Um, starting things off, I just want to talk about the injuries that the Blues are facing. Um, it is it has gotten to comical levels at this point uh, in terms of injuries. So on injured reserve alone, which is you know long-term injuries, um, most recently Robert Bortuzzo as well as Tori Krug. Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Logan Brown, Scott Perunovich, and Marco Scandella. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven roster players for the St. Louis Blues. And then not technically on injured reserve, but still potentially out long term, is Nick Letty. So for those of you that are that are good with math, that is um, five out of eight top defensemen injured, which is more than 50%. Um you know, you got Robert Bortuzzo, who would most likely be their third-pairing defenseman. Tori Krug, who would be their first or second-pairing defenseman. Scott Prunovich and Marco Scandella, who would, you know, slide into that that middle two or bottom two defenseman. And then Nick Letty as well. Um, you Obviously, you still got Pareko healthy. You still got Falk healthy. You still got Mikola healthy. Um, but then, you know, the rest of the of the defense is made up of, you know, Kale Rosen, um, Dmitry Smurikov, who may or may not be in the lineup uh, tonight. I actually haven't checked. Um, um, but the, the defense is absolutely tattered right now. Um, it is, so Mikola Pareko, uh, Tyler Tucker and Justin Falk, Kale Rosen and Steven Santini. So, you know, three out of those six defensemen, you know, you would assume wouldn't be in this lineup at all, given fully healthy. Um, you know, Tucker and Santini are guys that I think are, are, a little bit less proven than Kale Rosen, but that being said, you know, um, it that's a rough-looking defense. Even Mikla up there on that first pairing, that isn't health-wise. It's just, you know, more roster construction. But um, I would not I would say the Blues don't have a strong defensive pairing at all on paper looking at that group. Um, but yet they've, they've continued to have success. They've continued to win. And 
Yeah, they've given up a lot of goals recently, you know, five in their loss to Minnesota, five in their win to Toronto, three in their win against New Jersey, five in their loss to Montreal, but then zero in their game at Minnesota. So it's it's sort of what I expect or not expected, but suspected could be the case where these injuries and and, you know, I even talked about the forwards yet, but um, the injuries to the defense and the forwards as well. Uh, is has provided a good opportunity for the Blues to sort of get a, a fire lit under them. And I think something that I was talking about a lot in the regular season um, or before the regular season uh, started was that, you know, the team looks good on paper, but they kind of needed to to have a little bit of extra effort, you know, sort of be that that uh, team that overachieved. You know, it wasn't like that 2019 team where they looked super good on paper. They looked like they were going to beat, you know, anyone in the NHL, et cetera, et cetera. The Blues definitely had some work to do. Um, needed to have that little extra effort, whatever. And it seems like they kind of did the opposite of that the first chunk of the season, uh, not playing with a whole lot of effort, not playing with a whole lot of will to win, et cetera. Um, and that was causing them to lose more games than I think that they deserve to lose. And now all of a sudden you got, you know, over half your defense on injured reserve, as well as two of your best forwards, your two best veteran forwards in Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, on injured reserve as well, and it, turned, it seems like this team kind of took that as a as a as a challenge and said, you know what, we've been underachieving this year. Everyone expects us to struggle extremely with these new injuries. Let's go out and prove that you know we're capable of winning some games, and that goes directly against what I predicted. I would I expected the Blues to go on a losing streak and, and struggle immensely and have this sort of break their spirit. Um, and I typically am not the most pessimistic fan, but in that instance, I was, and I'm. So far, it's a limited sample size, but so far I'm getting definitely proved wrong, um, which is good. You know, big test tonight, obviously, against the Calgary Flames, um, a team that always gives the Blues a hard time. Uh, Nazem Kadri's on that team, obviously, so it's going to be interesting to see how Bennington responds to that. But before I get into any of that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at BetOnline.net. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, which actually just ended, uh, NBA basketball, hockey, uh, they've got it all over there at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts just like this one, you can find that at BetOnline as well. It's not just a sports betting website. They've got news, they've got podcasts, videos, everything to keep you up to date so you actually know what you're doing, what you're putting your money down. Uh, they like to provide, you know, helpful resources. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. So before I move on to tonight's game against Calgary and sort of the current goings on, I do want to sort of wrap up this injury discussion. Um, I only talked about the defense, and that is only well, a little more than half of the the battle. But looking at injured forwards. Uh, right now, Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko are on injured reserve, at least for another month or so, both of them. Uh, Logan Brown recently added to injured reserve as well. So that's two centers and a top winger on injured reserve. And, you know, I expected the offense to take a little bit of a hit with those guys going down. Obviously, Ryan O'Reilly hasn't quite had the offensive output this year that we would have expected from him. Um, his assist numbers are way down. Tarasenko, I was um, had a very hot take that he would score 50 this year. Uh, definitely not going to do that. I don't even know if he has 10 yet. Um, but even with them sort of being a little bit underwhelming in terms of their offensive production, they still, you know, create, draw a lot of attention, you know, from opposing defenses, just making it harder um, 
to 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 defend a whole line. You know, when you have Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko out of the lineup, then your Jordan Kairos and your Braden Shens and your Brandon Saads are going to get more attention on them because that's one less guy that they have to worry about. And um, it's sort of shown a little bit. I mean, they've scored a lot of goals lately. Uh, besides, the, I mean, no, even in that Canadians loss, they scored four and lost. Um, they've scored a lot of goals, um, but it's been it's been sort of a carry job. Um, Brandon Saad is playing maybe his best hockey ever as a member of the St. Louis Blues. He has scored, I want to say, like six goals in his last seven games or something crazy like that. Um, it seems like every single game, it's just a guarantee that he's going to go out and score. Uh, and I think that's just the rest of his game catching up. You know, I think he's been a very valuable asset for the Blues all season. He's been getting a lot of ice time, even when the goals and the, and the points weren't there. He was getting a lot of ice time, and that's because of his defensive ability. He reminds me a lot of Jaden Schwartz in that way, that there would be times when Jaden Schwartz would go pretty cold. Um offensively you know he, he was a very it was a very streaky player and when Schwartz would go cold you know the rest of his game would still be there but he wouldn't get appreciated as much you know Brendan Saad is a great two-way player he maybe is the hardest worker on the team in terms of defensive effort um, he is maybe the best penalty killer on the team at the forward position especially with Ryan O'Reilly out he turned the penalty kill around um, Saad missed a couple games with injury and during that time the penalty kill was atrocious like hovering around 50 percent Saad comes back Penalty kill is all of a sudden on fire, um, and he is a huge part of that. And I think, you know, it was only a matter of time before his offense caught up. You know, he's never been like a, a, pri- a premier point getter, goal scorer in this league, but he wasn't, he's never been quite as poor offensively as he was during the first stretch of the season. I think he only had like six goals and a couple assists. He was like way down at the bottom of the pack on the team in scoring. Um, and then all of a sudden, a, a switch flip for him and he still has that strong defensive play. He still has that great effort in the defensive zone, and he's still getting those penalty kill minutes. But then all of a sudden, he's scoring a goal a game, pretty much, if not more. Um, and they aren't just—they aren't just you know meaningless goals. He's getting huge goals. You know, he got the first goal, eventually the game-winning goal uh, in that Minnesota game on the power play. So he is affecting both ends of special teams. Um, in that Montreal loss, he got the first goal of the game as well. Uh, in the win against New Jersey, he ended up getting a, a huge goal um, in the third period to give the Blues the lead. Uh, going back to the game against Toronto, in which they won in a shootout, he had the first goal of the game again, and then he had his second goal of the game later in the game. Uh, so he has just scored at big times. He's been the Blues' first goal scorer in, what was that, like three of their last four games, four of their last five games, something like that. Um he has been an absolute momentum setter for the Blues, sneakily one of their best players uh, amongst this recent stretch. And I talked a lot about uh, players needing to step up when it was announced that O'Reilly and Tarasenko would be out long term. And Brandon Saad has been the epitome of that. You know, it started a little bit before those two went down, but ever since those guys have gone down, he has turned into our number one scoring option. And that includes, you know, a guy like Jordan Cairo, who's having close to a career year from a goal scoring perspective. Um, and, you know, Shen, who's had two goals last game as well, he's heating up a lot lately. Um, Buchnevich, who's continued to have success throughout the season. Uh, it's been it's been a good, good you know, offense-by-committee display from the St. Louis Blues, and it's been led by Brandon Saad, but he is far from the only player um, to contribute to that. Now, I want to I talk about tonight's game against Calgary. I think it's going to be a big test for the St. Louis Blues. Um, Calgary's a team that's been underwhelming, I think, by their standards, uh, just outside of a, a divisional playoff spot at 19, 14, and 8. Um, 
haven't been quite as good as they would like uh, their acquisition of Jonathan Huberto. A lot, of, a lot of people, including myself at the time, said the Calgary Flames might have even won that trade because Huberto was such a good player. And he has struggled a lot this year. He's got eight goals, 20 assists, 28 points. Um, Nazem Kadri has also struggled a little bit by his standards. I'm, not by his standards, but by the standards he set with his that big year in Colorado where he was up or over point per game. He hasn't quite done that. Um, Elias Lindholm was actually their leading scorer, followed by Tyler Toffoli, which I don't think a lot of people expected. Um Mackenzie Weger, who they acquired in that trade as well, um, was touted as a good offensive defenseman, and he quite he hasn't quite um, produced those those numbers that that the Flames fans would have liked. But they still find themselves hovering around 500. And every single time they've played the Blues in the last few years, I feel like it's always competitive. They play a very similar style of game, um, and plus they got Nazem Kadri on it. I think it's going to be a playoff esque atmosphere tonight. I think a lot of Blues fans and players really dislike Nazem Kadri after, you know, obviously the incident with Justin Falk, um, where he laid a questionable hit and took Falk out of the playoffs. And then obviously the Jordan Binnington incident last year, where it wasn't so much a dirty play by Nazem Kadri, but his reputation precedes him. And it's like, you know what, any other player, maybe you give them the benefit of the doubt, but Jordan Binnington playing the best hockey of his career, not including the cup run, obviously. Uh, the best hockey of his career against the best team in the NHL, giving the Blues a chance to win. And then all of a sudden, Nazem Kadri has a reckless play, not dirty, but reckless play that, you know, takes Biddington out for the series. There's a lot of bad blood between the Blues and Nazem Kadri, uh, rightfully so, somewhat. Um, you know, obviously, there's stuff that happened with that whole thing that made both sides look really bad. Don't need to get into that. Talked about it plenty. But that being said, I think the emotions are going to be very high heading into the game tonight. I think the Blues really want to prove um, that they can continue to have success. I mean, the, the injury list, I have to scroll, you know, to see the full list of players. That's that's very rare versus the Flames are pretty much fully healthy, um, minus Brett Ritchie and Oliver Killington. So Blues are undermanned. The Flames are underperforming. They have two games against each other in the next three days or so. Uh, obviously, the, today, the 10th, and then on Thursday, they play as well. So almost like a mini playoff series for the two teams. And tonight, you really got to set the tone. Uh, looking at the forward lines for tonight's game, uh, Buchnevich, Thomas, and Cairo. I like that line a lot. I love Thomas and Cairo together, and Buchnevich on that on that uh, left side is just the icing on the cake. Uh, and then Sad Shannon Barbashev has been the Blues' best line as of late. You know, with Brendan Sad playing extremely well. Um, Jake Neighbors on that third line with Achari and Walker. I don't love Nathan Walker's play this year. I think he's kind of overstayed his welcome. Um, teams have started to figure him out, and he's done more more bad than good, but. Achari and Neighbors, I love both of them. I love Achari this year. I hope the Blues resign him. And Jake Neighbors hasn't gotten quite as much play as maybe I initially expected. Um, but now is a good opportunity for him. And then that fourth line, we don't even need to talk about it. <laughs> Torpchenko, Alexandrov, Pitlick. Got a few offensive opportunities here and there. But that's an AHL line at the end of the day. That's just the Blues injuries catching up to them. So hopefully the Blues can um, you know, improve uh, on their, their, their defensive play and... Um, Give Jordan Bennington an easy night tonight against the Flames because that's what it's going to take. In this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be giving my pick for Lockdown Player of the Game and talking about the keys for the Blues coming away with a victory. Before I get to that, I want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens and their products, AG1. Now, I'm not in college anymore, but when I was, it was really hard to have good meals and, and you know just have your typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was eating at weird times, never had time in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. But with AG1, you, it is really easy to get 
75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole for whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And it's just adding about 30 extra seconds to your filling up your water bottle in the morning. You just take a scoop of AG1, you put it in your water bottle, and then you got yourself not so much a meal, but but a good nutritional supplement to have throughout the day. Uh, and there's a lot to like about AG1 besides just the product. They have great sustainability and values. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. For every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including the No Kid Hungry Project here in the United States. In 2020 alone, AG donated over 1.2 million meals. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day. That's it. Put it in your water bottle, take it with you, put it in your scoop of water in the morning and just chug it right there. It doesn't matter. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. So head there right now to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And I'll be right back to close out today's episode. All right, so the Blues take on the Calgary Flames twice over their next two games, um, both at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central in St. Louis. Tall tests for sure. Now, there are a couple different avenues I could go with with my locked-on player of the game, and I'm going to walk you through my, my rationale. So the obvious choice would be Brandon Saad because he's been on fire lately. Um but I don't think that that would be the best pick because I, I think I've come to expect that out of him. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to come out and score a goal every single game. He, you know, he might not score tonight, whatever. But he sets the tone for the Blues. He does a very good job there. Um, <clears throat> I think it would be a little too easy picking him for for my player of the game. The other obvious choice I think would be Jordan Biddington. You know, given his history with um, Nazem Kadri and and you know him him playing with a chip on his shoulder, playing better, et cetera, et cetera. I think that would be a really obvious choice as well. But Again, I think it's just a little too obvious. Um, people would expect me to go down that road um, and pick him. Instead, I'm going to go for a guy that I haven't really given a whole lot of love this year. I talked about him a little bit on this podcast uh, already, and that is Pavel Buchnevich. Um, Pavel Buchnevich, for you know a season and a half now, has been arguably the most consistent offensive player for the St. Louis Blues. He doesn't go on cold streaks. He doesn't go on hot streaks. He just produces. You know, night in, night out, he'll have an assist. You'll check the score sheet. You're like, oh, he, I didn't even realize he had an assist. Or he'll get a goal. And he plays with a lot of emotion as well. And being that that top-line winger alongside the two young guys and Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, he is the the de facto leader of that line. You know, the, the most veteran forward on the top line of the team. He sort of has to set the tone offensively for the Blues. And defensively, I think there's only so much they can do. Um with their limited roster options and and that, so it's it's really up to the offense to carry the weight, you know, over these next few games, over these next few weeks, while the defense gets healthy. And Pavel Buchnevich, I think, is a really good trendsetter for that, a really underrated player on the St. Louis Blues. So that being said, he is my pick for locked on player of the game. Now, if I'm thinking score prediction, I'm thinking it's going to be, I think it's going to be not quite as high scoring as some of the last Blues games have been. Uh, Calgary doesn't have the most dominant offense in the league, but they they do a very good job of suppressing shots. They allow the fourth least shots on goal per game out of everyone. So the Blues are going to have a tough time getting um, scoring opportunities. But when they do, I suspect they'll capitalize. I'm expecting a another low scoring game. Let's go. 
Let's go three one blues. I think Bennington has a good night tonight. Um, I think with that whole Nazem Kadri thing, he has a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove that he can win. They the Flames get a uh, you know a sneaky goal because they always do. Um, it'll be tough for the Blues to pitch back to back shutouts. But that being said, my pick for the the final score is three to one. Emily, what's your pick? Two nothing. Two nothing. Two nothing Blues. Yeah. All right, Emily. My lovely girlfriend has predicted two nothing. I hope she's right. I would love to see another shutout. Not as many goals as my game, so not quite as fun. Um, but hey, either either result comes with a Blues win. I believe she beat me last time, but she kind of cheated. I said four two. She said four three, and the final score was like five three. So I don't know if I count that one. Um, <laughs> that being said, though, that is all the time I have for you guys on today's episode of the Lockdown Blues podcast. Probably not going to be an episode tomorrow as I am heading into Boston. Um, for the evening, but back in action on Thursday um, for the second Calgary Flames game. Let's hope there is a win tonight. That way we have something good to talk about on the next episode. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all so much for tuning in, for listening, all that good stuff, for watching if you're on YouTube. You can find Lockdown Blues Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I don't know what the other ones are, but I know there are some out there, and this show is probably on there. Uh, you can find it on YouTube as well at Lockdown Blues. You can hit that subscribe button. Getting close to 600 subscribers on the road to 1 billion subscribers. It is a very long road, but technically we're on it. Um, yeah, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.